Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me... (gasps) It's not the blind bombshell. No, but there's another bombshell. Um, can I say the ball bombshell? I guess I yes. will. The yes. ball bombshell. <laughs> All the way from Wales, my good friend, and I can't say that, Mr. Steve Parsons. Borada. What is that? Actually, mean? well, actually, no, in, well, it's, it's nighttime here, so it would be no star. No star? No star. Good evening. Okay. So in German, it's not. Uh, it's not Guten Nacht. Guten Nacht. Oh, yeah, Guten Nacht. Because Guten Tag in his afternoon, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, good day. Tag is day. Yeah, I, I get I get so confused. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, so, you've, been, you, you've been at the night nurse again, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I've known you for a little while now, huh? Uh, oh, do you know? I was just going the through Facebook the other day. Popped up something. I think. Um, well, I was a guest on the show with you and Richard a um, oh, way, way, way back. And the, se- the second time I was a guest, you didn't yeah. remember me. And then, but we've been. Well, I was Cal standing for for a long time. But yeah, yeah two thousand and eleven. Is that right? And then you assassinated yep. him and the rest of the story. Then we, then we got rid of, yeah, we got rid of Cal. <laughs> yeah, he was... Uh, unreliable. He was just yeah, unreliable. Yeah, a psychologist, you know. Yeah, yeah. he just never turned up. Mm-hmm. Too busy, glad-handing round parapsychology departments, drinking and carousing yeah. and, yeah. I, I remember the, the first time that uh, you came over here, in fact, and Nori uh, warned me, just, you have to be really careful with Steve because he's very serious about everything he does. <laughs> Only when it comes to when, when well, as my wife will tell you, um, there is, the, yeah, sh- sh- there is a definite change in, in my personality when I'm investigating or particularly in the 24 hours prior um she notices a definite change in my personality i become a lot more tense and uh really? a lot yeah and the other thing is she, she's noticed is uh she was the first to comment on it is how much i dislike investigating <laughs> uh, how much i actually dislike you know the sort of it's not the actual the doing of it it's the waiting to do it and the you know the sort yeah, of setup, every, the setup everything's yeah. been prepared and you're just sitting waiting for it to happen or you're traveling to the event and i really really hate that i just want to get on with it you know i'm ready i'm set and i just want to go for it and i i get really wound up yeah that's that's and I'm sorry, yeah. I think you're pretty easy going, you know. I mean, you, you know, you put up with me, so that's that's pretty. Uh, I think good. generally in life I am, but I think when it comes to doing what I do in terms of uh, the paranormal pursuits, 
I've always I've always taken it seriously, and I, I've always believed that, like anything, if you're going to do something, you've got to give it your all. And I know a lot of uh, hobbyists because it is a hobby, isn't it? I, you know, it's you're never going to make a career out of ghost hunting. Um, no, not at all. Not at all. It, it, it is a sort of it's one of those weird pursuits that you know you try and kid yourself that it's a full time career um, or that you do it full time. Uh, but it, but in fact, it's 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 a hobby. You know, it's uh, it's interesting though. Is is you know like like guys, it's so much easier to work with each other. I mean, if you don't like each other, you just tell them, you know. But you deal with a, a you know, you can have a woman on the sh- as a, a, a friend. It, it's it's more difficult because they they come from a different planet than us. They're really different. Well, you know? my. <laughs> It's interesting because Parascience, um, which is now in its 26th or 27th year, I've lost track now. Um, I know we celebrated our 20... Yeah, what whatever. Do you mean? Don't you put on Facebook, uh, we've been investigating the paranormal no, for a, no, a thousand years? Do you know, I can't, I, I, <laughs> I, I can't actually remember when we started it, but it's a very long time ago. Um, and it was founded by me and Anne Winsper. Um, and we've always been, um, I think it's the, been the perfect combination. Um, yes, I, you know, we've clashed. Um, we still clash. We don't agree on everything. But then that, but I think that gives they, it a dynamic. But don't they think differently than we do? I oh, mean, women. Well, it's not just a female thing. Yes, of course, there are differences between... Oh, I think it's, there is there, a huge there, there are. Thing. There are definite differences. One, I don't really subscribe to this idea of horoscopes and people, you know, sort of in character to their star sign. Yeah. However, there are three pe- there are three women who have always been influential in my in my life. Um, or there've been more, but three key women: uh, my mother, Anne, of course, um, who I've you know, I've been been with longer than any woman I've ever married, um, and that's my, why because you didn't marry her. Yeah, and, 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 and Catherine. Um, right. Now, all three of those have got very similar personalities. All three of them have identical, you know, they're all Capricorns, they're all January babies. Um, they all have very similar personalities. Now, is that because I'm drawn to the mother figure or is it just, a, you know, is it just a sort of a winter baby Capricorn thing? I don't know. Um, it's always been an intrigue, though, that the that these three women who are perhaps the most influential in, on, in my life um, were are, are so similar. However, my first wife, Alison, uh, with whom I remain great friends, she was throws the ball because she she her, her birthday's in October. Uh, in fact, the same birthday as Alistair Crowley, um, the oh, great black magician, mm-hmm. uh, and we got on great too. So. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, even – I found this even investigating, and this is why I bring it up. Even investigating, it, it's totally different train of thought uh, the way women investigate and men investigate. For, I mean, for instance, just give your friends if, – if, if I tell – ask my wife a question, for instance, like, uh, are you going to the library? And this is what I get back. Well, I think I'm going to go to uh, CVS because they have some things on sale, and I might get a – and I have a coupon, and I might visit my father uh, 
but it depends on how much yeah. time I have. And, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. And eventually, after this uh, 20 hour dissertation, she'd say, Oh, yeah, and I'll be at the library too. Yeah. So there is, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. looking for this, from. yes or no, and we get this, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I get accused of being too brusque with my replies because I just, you know, I give the give out the information that that I would want, and uh, yeah. you know, Catherine Cat Cat will say to me, you know, uh, she'll, well, this happened today, and the, uh, they went yeah. there, and then we went, and they had a blue car, and you remember the blue car? It was like the the like the like green the car. car. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just exactly. give me the edited highlights. Just yeah. just give me the salient. But then I get yelled at because then I'm being rude because you know exactly. I'm interrupting her, and but yeah, women and men they do think differently. And um, you have to in, take that into I don't, I don't want. Yeah, I, I don't want to overgeneralize, and I don't want to be no, be no. in any way. I. I, um, I think, a couple of I think women a couple are better at, at, at sort of um, seeing a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. They can, they, they, in, they sort of encompass things differently. They see things in a different way. They see a bigger picture than perhaps I would, because I tend to work through in a very logical way. It might just be peculiar to me, but uh, I work from A to B to C to D, and I can't. You know, I, I'm not looking at X, Y, and Z at the end. Um, I'm I'm sort of working on the next process down the line in a very logical, stepwise manner. Now, you know, I, I'm 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 appalling at, at uh, games um, like chess or or those sort of things because I can't see the moves ahead. I can't strategize. Uh, uh, I'm good at that. What I'm very, very good at is the logical step by step by step by step approach, which which has helped me. Um, and of course, working with Anne as my foil in parascience, she her ability to see things in a in a sort of more um, strategic, uh, more uh, strategic sense rather than my tactical sort of view of the world. Uh, I think it's a perfect combination. So when you get your reports back in parascience and you get a female investigator and a male investigator, and we're by no way saying one is better or one is think. I just say there are differences between the sexes. Is there a difference in their answers, uh, how they're constructed, or is it? Um, There are are male answers which are. Uh, more female in the in their sort of characteristic, and there are females who are who write in a, a sort of male sense. But yes, there are um, women tend to. It's a lot harder to get some of the female uh, respondents to give you the concise sort of bits of information. They are the ones who are going to write a paragraph. Um, and sometimes it's like getting blood from a stone to try and get any information from the from from the male members. The other the other problem is um, there is this sort of macho problem as well that we've noticed in that men the the male investigators or male witnesses um, will often downplay their experience. They will say, "Well, you know, of course, I wasn't frightened by it." No. Yeah, carry on. I, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm completely skeptical. And they will be drawn as well, much more towards the technology. You know, they're much more interested in playing with the gadgets and the toys, and using those to hide their true self. And what we have noticed is that, from time to time, you will find people who um, are masking the uh, nature of their experience. Um, preferring to hide behind photographs or sound recordings 
Um, I'm using that as their evidence and not mentioning any effect or personal experience. You know, they will come along and say, well, I took this photograph. It is really intriguing. Um, Well, you know, did you have any experience while you were there? Yeah, but look at this photograph. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very, very difficult to get them to talk about their emotions, their experiences. Now, that's that's I don't want to be overgeneralized because, you know, there are. No, I mean, we're just talking generalizations right now because you're right. There are absolutely uh, you know, exceptions to it. But there is a, definitely a different train of thought. I mean... The, it, there is also yeah, another interesting um, thing that we've noticed down the years is, and this uh, this does seem to be help, to hold true. When you're talking to a witness, when we, you know, when we first talk to people, um, when we encounter one of these big, tough, sort of bodybuilder type, you know, um, testosterone-loaded guys, the ma- a true man in every sense of the word, uh, they, when they're confronted by a situation um, that, that is ostensibly paranormal, they tend to be more frightened of it than uh, your average, uh, your average man. Mm-hmm. You know, I see Stephen Stephen Scott in the in the uh, chat room. And I wonder what he thinks of uh, you know. Is there a feminine male difference, even in you know readings that he does and stuff? But I, I didn't mean to cut you off. But sorry. Oh, well, I was going to say what 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 we hypothesized with this effect, and and it was an effect that we saw again and again and again. The bodybuilder, the door bouncer, would be much more frightened of the experience of the apparition than would. Um, the office worker, you know, the sort of um, the, the more average male. And what, the reason we hypothesize is because they are used to dealing with things in a more physical way. Um, you know, they, they're defending their, their sort of territory physically. And that you, cause you can't hit an apparition. So therefore, their mechanism for defense breaks down a lot quicker. Um, they they tend to run out of uh, out of ideas and therefore get frightened. We always called it the elephant being frightened of the mouse syndrome, which makes sense. Yeah, I, I see you know, exactly. That, what you're that, saying, their yeah. brain is programmed to deal with a threat or a, a, an unusual situation in a, in a sort of physical way, and they can't do that. Therefore, their options are much more limited. Therefore, they be, they become much more threatened and frightened by the experience. Now, do you think? Uh, as far as sensitivity to spirit, uh, you know, and, and I guess we could take it mediums to to kind of judge that by. Do you think that there it's more of a feminine trait, or or is it a male trait as well? Well, one famous medium over here in Britain did say um, publicly that most of the best media male mediums are gay, um, are gay men. Um, that actually does seem to be um, uh, borne out by the statistics. And if you look at the number of uh, mediums, male mediums, and their sexuality, there, um, that there does seem to be a anecdotal preponderance towards, you know, gay men. Uh, when you look at the number of mediums inside teams, um, what you do see is that the male medium tends to have a higher status in the team than the female sensitives, the female mediums. Um, they tend to take a more sort of dominant role and a higher status role. 
Um, but in terms of the numbers within a team, what from from my own experience is, uh, there will be a larger number of female members in the team who will come forward and claim to be sensitive, um, and you will have usually one dominant male psychic uh, or sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I, I finally got a hold of Stephen, and he came up with some. Uh, 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 What's the word I'm looking for? Some observations. It, uh, he says it depends on the individual's run. Some people who are more open to more than the physical world and who understand mental requirement in life can be equally able in both areas, uh, males or female. I think today it's all mixing up. In Massachusetts it is, but that's another story. And he says he prefers femininely minded Steve, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree with him. I can't disagree. I, I absolutely can't disagree with Steve. Um, he makes a very, va- you know, he makes very valid points and observations. And because he is approaching it from a different, I'm, I'm talking in a, in a very general sense about the numbers of people as they present in in paranormal teams. Um, the, the sort of uh, the groups that I encounter, Steve will will obviously encounter a different sort of demographic within the the spiritualist community and the spiritualist churches. Yeah, um, that's why I thought his opinion was interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it, it gives us a different. But I think point you know, there is this. Um, I mean, we, we, we. I think you need. I've always said that when you when you're dealing with the paranormal, we need this multidisciplinary, this balanced approach, and this this. You know, this doesn't just appro- uh, apply to your role or the way that you approach the, uh, you know, sort of um, the, the, the mechanics of conducting the investigation. But also you have to have the right gender balance and the right... Ap- and that, you know, Anne and I, uh, I think, are the reason why parascience has become... Uh, relatively successful, certainly here in the UK, and respected. It's because... Um, it's run in a you know it's not run by a committee there aren't eight or nine people who are changing every few years uh, there is this consistency this balance between Anne and myself uh, and we are different people we think things you know we, we think about things differently we approach things differently we don't always agree uh, in fact we often disagree but that that means that we can find a, a, a healthy middle ground and we're used to working together and I think that, that that's um, you know one of one of the strengths of the team. Yeah, I think so too. And and you know I I, I agree with you with something you said earlier in that the the male investigating this seems to be more tech orientated, and and that you know that's what they seem to be more wrapped in the gadgets and so forth. And and the uh, the the female one. Uh, uh, kind of, you know, she's more into the, you know, the uh, what's the word, spiritual stuff. I think. Well, I mean, that's a generalization. We're, and we are. I think. Yeah, I think we are generalization. I mean, yeah. Anne, Anne is Anne is actually far more. Uh, I mean, she's interested in the technology like I am, um, and Anne is much, much, much better at doing things like the website um, than than I ever could be. Right. Now, I think I think that comes down to a patience issue because. Uh, I can't see far enough ahead for an end result. I, you know, it, I, 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 as I said before, I, I deal with things in a stepwise fashion. 
Um, so Anne is very interested in technology. She's very tech tech orientated and very inspired by gadgets but Anne has a side to her that I, I completely lack Anne is very artistic loves going to art galleries and you know um, appreciates art and it's something that you know we're constantly constantly like, ribbing each other about because I, I completely have no sort of artistic side to me whatsoever um, so I think Anne is you know uh, a healthy balance to my almost Asperger's or autistic approach to the subject, you know, very fixed, very focused on a particular thing that I'm dealing with and doing. And I, I try very hard to bring my personality into it because it's a case of, um, you know, I have this sort of slightly strange uh, sense of humour. I like to find the humour in situations. Mm-hmm. I agree, and uh, you know that's that's the same way I do. It in, in that you know you know me, it's very difficult for me to stay quiet for <clears throat> too long. Well, you've seen my you've seen the sort of sense of humor. I mean, I will throw a curveball into a presentation and deliver it with such you know uh, passion, <laughs> such, such uh, British humor. E- Ecto goggles. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> You know that that's kind of me exploring human personalities because what I'm what, what I'm also doing is as well as having a little bit of fun uh, to try and lighten the mood, like putting Air Force One into presentations. It's to you know, presentations and talks are intrinsically the most boring thing in the world to sit through. You know, I've sat through hundreds and they are desperately boring. Um, you know, listening to somebody drone on about something, even if you're interested in it, you're fighting the desire to sleep. Um, you've got to inject a little fun and a little of your personality and it was the same when, when with, with Ghostology I mean I don't want to give away chapter 21 but, or, but I think the cover itself gives away my personality um, and it was also the cover of Paracoustics again you have this academic sort of heavyweight tome and a cartoon ghost on the cover yeah, I agree. It's I the agree. anarchist in me. It's the, um, the sort of... Yeah, yeah you understand. It's a, a stay-at-home dad in you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, you got know, you, you hang, hey, you, you got a hundred... We got a hundredth Pokemon today. Did you really? Congratulations. Yeah. One hundred Pokemon. Oh, that's that's excellent. I'm. Uh, that's Ethan that's is... Great. Ethan was very, very proud. Ethan was very, very pleased when we got that one today. Yeah. Well, that's that's... That's really good. I'm, I'm so happy for him and you, of course, Steve. Well, mainly for me. You know, he's asleep, <laughs> he's asleep now. But we went out uh, uh, this morning because uh, he was desperate to, to. We were stuck on 99. He was desperate, and number 100 ran away. Um, and so he spent the afternoon somewhat depressed. And anyway, this evening we rectified the situation. So, so there you go. There you go. All good in the end. So uh, I guess you're having – we're coming up to the break, and then uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. But uh, when you, uh, you're you in the U.K., so you're having a bit of a summer there. I mean, what's it like? <laughs> I mean, is, it, is it like our summers? Or is no, it's it- much more like your fall, uh, the New oh. England fall. We don't – obviously, the leaves are still on the trees. Um, uh-huh. But temp- temperature-wise and weather-wise, we have maybe three or four warm-ish days, so the temperature will hit the – I did the conversion for the Americans. The temperature hit the the sort of low seventies, low oh. to mid seventies, 
Um, and then three days of that, and then it'll break down. It'll, the temperature will drop into the low 60s. It'll be when we'll have three days of cloud rain. And in fact, we've had three days of summer, and tomorrow we're forecast 60 mile, 65 mile an hour gusts of wind, uh, driving rain, uh, big low pressure area. Um, and it's coinciding with a spring tide, so all of the coastal defences here have been battened down. Um, really? And, yeah. So, and all the coastal campsites and holiday res- and holiday sort of caravan parks have been abandoned uh, as this get, summer stuff comes in. It's getting ready for the Scottish invasion, huh? Yeah. Probably. Well, no, 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 no. They've all gone back to they've all gone back to work now. Their holidays oh. over. They they have their holidays earlier. Oh. We'll find out because we are joined by a Scotsman right now, Mister Stephen Scott. Stephen, you there? Yes. Hi, guys. Oh. Hi. Isn't it past your bedtime? Oh, well, Steve's oh. Steve's don't sleep. No, oh. like all good ghost investigators, we well, we Nails. become nocturnal. Yeah, nocturnal. <laughs> really. So earlier in the show, and we're going to shift gears after the break, and we've only got a couple of minutes, we were talking about the difference between male and female investigators uh, as a generality, not as a specific. We understand that there are, you know, people are people that are different in, in a lot of ways. But uh, how about me? And, and Steve came up with this uh, lovely uh, thing that uh, all good mediums are gay. So I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I was quoting Ian, Ian Shilito, who said that one. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Oh, okay. So I, I was just wondering your thoughts on that, Stephen. Well, it's it, it's it does fit a certain statistic to some extent, but I would I wouldn't go down fully that route. Uh, I know plenty of uh, more than adequate, excellent mediums who are not gay, but uh, what I would say is is that there are certainly people who are more. And I don't mean in touch with their feelings, I don't mean it that way, but people who are more open to more than just the physicality of life, people who are able to and quite happy to sit down and and discuss with others, you know, issues that are happening in their life and to want to help them forward rather than just being fixed on getting through the problem. People who actually want to get to the root of people's, you know, an individual's grief and sorrow and that type of thing. And I think that's the most important thing about being a medium. And what I would certainly say is that uh, I, I don't disagree with Ian, as Steve's put forward, but certainly people who are uh, gay would perhaps be more, you know, personal-minded in that way. No, at the same time... We'll, we'll have to go in that a little bit more because I hear the heartbeat you came on the... Uh, or the break time, so you have to hold that thought. You listen to uh, Ghost Chronicles, I was going to say international, but, well, it could be inter- next international with uh, Stephen Scott and Stephen Parsons and Rod Kolick right here on Toji.Pararex and Beyond. We'll be right back. Hey, listen, high atop of Nuns Hill in Groveland stands the Chapel of the Little Missionary Sisters of Charity in Vesey Memorial Park. This serene scene will be the location for one of the most extraordinary events ever to be held. For three days and two nights, these sacred grounds will host the realm of Dan Brown's best-selling novels, Angels and Demons, and The Da Vinci Code. As part of the event, like in the novels, you'll become a symbolologist and follow a set of clues on your own quest to find a missing relic. And there's so much more. Costume dining with the dead, a conclave, 
a Da Vinci ghost hunt, red light seance, workshops and presentations, a papal death mask, a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and speakers like Keith Johnson from Ghost Hunters, Steve Parsons from the UK, psychic artist Nancy Smith, and Ron Kolick from Ghost Chronicles, and many others. Go to NewEnglandGhostProject.com, that's NEGhostProject.com, or CirclesOfWisdom.com for more information and to purchase tickets. Or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now... Thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles, next international edition or something like that. And, of course, that is the music from Van Helsink, which is our new comeback music. And I just love it. I am Ron Kolick. With me all the way from Wales is Mr. Stephen Parson. And all the way from, I was going to say Edinburgh, but I don't know where the hell he is in Scotland. Someplace in Scotland, Stephen Scott. You good there, guys? Yeah. Yep. Are, we so gonna we, ha- are we going to have that intro on? Oh, you got it. You got it. You've got it. Oh, so that replaces the heartbeats? Oh, yes. Oh. It's a 30 oh, that's second. Got some, that's got some mileage then. <laughs> oh, and you know what's the good thing about it, too, is you can't talk over it. It's just You want to bet? You want to bet? Yeah, you can talk away. But All right. Tune might... in next Tuesday from 8 o'clock here in the UK, you know 3 p.m. Eastern Standard, and listen to me talk over the new intro. You can, but your mic won't be open, so it doesn't really matter. It will. It will. Oh, we'll oh. find a way. We'll find oh, a way. Listen, listen, we had an empire. 
Don't forget that. You yeah, think okay. you think a simple thing. We're not part of Europe anymore either. You yeah, think a yeah. simple thing like like the mic being turned off is going to stop? Not a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you know, also the glove uh, has been thrown. You guys are uh, uh, in third place in medals in, in the Olympics too. So okay. Yeah. And who was in first place? Oh, we are okay. Thank you. Move right along. Hi, Stephen Scott. How are you? Hi, Ron. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. You like my music, don't you? Uh, y- y- yes, it's up. It's oh, very um, oh, dramatic. Look at that. Uh, 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 yeah, it is. It's it's <laughs> get you back in gear and get you going. You know, wanting more of whatever we are giving. <laughs> so it'll have reaching for the volume knobs on the. <laughs> Anyways, uh, just before the break, we were talking about the sensitivity of uh, uh, female psychics and soft furnishings. I think the title of the show should be. Yeah, I don't know how we get onto that, but anyways. Uh, uh, so, Stephen, as a medium, and, and we're going. This goes with the the female male thing again, and and uh, yeah. we've got to change change gears because I'm going to get a ton of uh, hate mail. Yeah, but anyways, uh, do you find that when you do a reading, is it easier to read a woman or a man? I think that it's easier to have. Uh, a female client or sitter mm-hmm. respond to you because, as Steve said earlier, very often the red-blooded male type <laughs> will not want to even, you know, look like they are entertaining what you're saying. And again, that's that's a generalisation. These are all generalisations. Yes. But on on average, and I, I couldn't even place a percentage on it, on average, even within a church environment, you will see, and I'm sure Steve can verify this as well, uh, it's about 95 uptake females to males mostly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the males are usually sitting there because their wife has dragged them out, and if they come yeah. along, they can watch the football after. Uh, and it's it very, and again, that's a generalisation. But very often, and then you'll maybe get the one in one in a hundred, one in fifty who are there because they have a genuine interest in it. So it's. Uh, I, I think to, actually, Steve. I think uh, just jumping in on you there. I think the 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 interest level is probably masked at uh, and higher. I would say it's maybe thirty or forty percent, but that it's masked. Yeah, I think yeah, they just I don't like to admit it. I think it's a mm-hmm. case of, uh, oh, I don't believe any of this bullshit. Nonsense. Yeah. Yep, I think you're right. And it's there's that front that most men put up. Yeah. And that's that same front that, you know, a lot of us go through life pretending that we're in control of it. <laughs> you know, we don't want to admit that the whole thing's escalating wildly out of control behind <laughs> us. You know, <laughs> yes, we're completely fine. Thank yeah, you very I don't much. Need, I don't need the roadmap, dear. I know exactly which way to turn at the next Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Where is well, that ask the man over there. No, I'm not asking anybody. I exactly. Instinct- what I does he know? He's only a man. I will instinctively drive the 200 miles cross country without the sat nav because I forgot the power lead for it. <laughs> I don't need no sticking nav that anyways. I'll tell you what's interesting though when we talk about demographics um, yes. is we, when, when I was on Most Haunted um, those sort of television ghost hunting programs in the UK we were talking to the channel um, so not the production company which is Antics but the actual uh, broadcast channel which was Living TV 
about the audience demographic. Um, and what they said is that the show had an audi- a targeted audience demographic of um, females predominantly aged 25 to 45 and gay men. They were the two target audiences. That was the target advertising demographic for the program. So adverts for Most Haunted were targeted at those groups of individuals. Um, That was the audience demographic for Most Haunted. I know. I just like to watch a good scream. That was my thing. So I don't know. I I don't know where I fit in there, but I'm sure I do. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. <laughs> so, um, do we want to continue with the subject, or can we change subjects? What's hate mail? Well, let's, I'm, I'm happy to keep going with the hate mail. Please. Address it to Ronco, like care of. No, 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 no. <laughs> So, Stephen. Uh, okay, fine, whatever. So, Stephen, uh, you, you, most of your audience is, is woman, and, and believe it or not, most of our listening audience is also woman as well. Uh, so what do you think draws more women to the paranormal? And I really think there are a great, greater number of women into the paranormal than men. Well, in all honesty, I, I have to agree in principle with, with what Steve was talking about. I think it's, it's, it's relatively equal for the most part. It's just really? females, females are more willing to admit that they have... Yeah. Something happened, you know. People that that they have this intuition, uh, and this is where I get the hate mail, you know, because I'm I'm threatening to take women's intuition away from women here and <laughs> make it available for everyone, which is going to oh. get me into a lot of trouble. Thank you, oh, Ron. Yeah. Address yeah, your hate right. mail to Ron Colette, courtesy of. Um, <laughs> and it, but I think everyone has access to this natural intuitive ability, but mm. most men won't admit to it, mm-hmm. you know. And it's you, you know. Like, it's rare, even at work, where you hear two men speaking, you know, during my day job, and they'll sit down and say, you know, I had, I had the most amazing experience last night. I was watching the football, and then this glow came round the telly, and all of a sudden, you know, there it was. The striker went straight up field and scored. I just knew it was going to happen well in advance. It's not that is never going to take place, whether it happened or didn't happen. You know, it's not going to take place. So whether if, if a male has some sort of uh, intuitive response to something, mm-hmm. I think we are more keyed into the more primal physical response. Where if, for example, you know I teach martial arts. I know. My classes are predominantly male. And yet the martial art I teach is more inclined towards intuitive response. So therefore, theoretically, it should have a greater female response being Aikido, and that it, it requires you to be insightful and intuitive, receptive, as opposed to just punching holes through things. But what actually yeah, happens well. is, when I get gentlemen coming to train with me, they are equally as capable of being intuitive, being able to blend and, be, and being able to go with the flow, as most of the ladies that train with us. The difference is they will resort to physical and try and overpower whereas the ladies will re- rely on technique and smooth motion. And it's, that's an example where you see the, the exact extremes. And it, it's often the same with spiritual work, where the gentleman will be less willing 
to let go of their masculinity, to let it go. You know, meditation, breathing, you know, relaxation. Why do I want to do that? Look at me, I can bend an iron bar with my teeth. Isn't that enough for you? And that's the difference. Whereas the ladies are more willing, being more social creatures, I think, genetically. You know, if we talk historically and prehistorically here, the men went out, did the hunting, killing and stabbing things and brought it back. And that's what we're dealing with. You have to break down those primal barriers. But right deep down inside, we're all the same when it comes to ability. Yeah. Steve, do you, do you think that have you was <clears throat> I mentioned earlier? Uh, I don't know if you caught it about this. Uh, what we've noticed is the, the 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 different responses when confronting a paranormal uh, experience yes, between between the red blooded macho male and you know the average man in the street, yes. where because the physical response is denied them, the fear response is heightened. Does can can you sort of does that relate with the aikido this sort of because you're dealing with that group of physically orientated people absolutely yep there's a fellow trains with me just now steve and he's uh he's he used to do the mixed martial arts he's quite well built you know he's a strong strong fellow and we'll do it techniques and i will literally be doing the minimum amount of movement and just blending with what he gives me and throwing him down onto his backside basically with a thud and he looks up at you like, you know, what did you do? You're using the force. You're doing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But quite simply, he's so tense. It's, it's, it's like cutting through the bottom of a tree and just standing back and pushing it with one finger on the opposite side. It just falls over, you know. Uh, and, yeah, we get the same thing there. And, and that this physicality actually works against Yeah. A lot of people, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's really interesting to watch. And then you see people develop, and they start to let go of that physicality, and they actually realise they can do more. And it's the same spiritually. When any gentleman is able to let go of these layers of social boundaries that have been and psychology that have been put upon us, you know, then when we get right back to that kind of spiritual core that we all have. Each and every one of us, we're all equally intuitive. It's, so let, it's interesting that oh, you okay. raise that because with Anne, um, of course, I've known Anne for 20-something years. Um, and for many, for the majority of those times when, when we were out uh, at locations and something did take place that we both experienced or I experienced, I had it was incredibly difficult for me to vocalize it and to explain it to Anne. Um, and it was, it was, there didn't seem to be those barriers the other way around. Anne would have an experience and she would readily tell me about it. Whereas I would try, I would often, I would be dismissive, I would play it down. I would just, yeah, that was okay. I was mumbling into And it took a lot of years for me to be comfortable, you know. To, to simply say this happened and I experienced this and yeah it was it was good mm-hmm. yeah. um, but you know I mean I know myself as a as an investigator is that I'm totally uh, what's the word absorbed in what I'm doing so it's it's more of 
the the person there i'm experiencing i'm understanding what's going on and it's not so much where any emotions really play it's it's almost like a surgeon when you're cutting people open and and you know you get their pieces all over the place and and you, you know you don't get involved emotionally and, and and that's the way i investigate i think a lot of men do the same thing is they're just into the the moment and they're, they're doing what they're doing versus i think uh uh a woman is more open to the consequences and what's really going on i would say actually i've been on an investigation with you ron and i would actually from from an outsider's point of view you might think that you're coldly analytical but i i i've watched you on investigations and you're way more involved i think than you than you either admit or recognize you see me um, in events, really, not investigating. Well, uh, no, that, I mean that's perfect. That's perfectly true, and yeah. I have, I you know, but I have had the privilege of, of talking to you about them and and sort of seeing you know. I'm seeing, glad you had that word privilege. That was good. Uh, seeing you, in, you know, conduct investigations, and I think it's very, very difficult to become detached. You know, I would like to imagine that I am coldly emotional, clinical, uh, you know, almost a machine in dealing with um, situations. But sometimes I think you are. I think you are. I try to be I try to be coldly analytical and clinical but things happen to yourself um, you know you have experiences mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think you can, ex- you can take those experiences without getting emotionally involved in them that's, I don't think I get emotionally involved with them. I think what I was talking to Steve about was the difficulty I have then relating the experience to Anne where which is right. completely different than Anne having, you know, Anne doesn't have the, the hang-ups and the inhibitions relating experiences that she has to me. Well, I think, Steve, as as males, you know, as let, let's use the term alpha males here. Yeah. Okay? As, as beardies. As beardies. Too bad we didn't have some pints to go along with this <laughs> conversation. You know, we, we've got beards, Rod. We've got beards. We're proper men. <laughs> proper <laughs> uh, well, if we again, if we take this back to a more kind of primal level, right? If Steve and I, for example, were out hunting for real, right, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, do you know what? I'm I'm 45 pounds overweight. I can't make it up here anymore. I'm I'm getting tired. I'm 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 starting to lose this. And or if we're in a bigger group, I'm not going to sit there and do that. Because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, and bear in mind, we're going right back, we're going primal here, you know. Oh, yeah. We're, we're trying to hunt a big tiger or a lion or a monster or a creature or whatever, you know, back in prehistoric times. Cool. If I say to this group of people, you know, you know, I'm 45 pounds overweight, I'm 44 years old, I'm getting tired here. The first thing they're going to think of is, right, how, how do we lure this creature out? It's been attacking everyone. We need some bait. <laughs> now let me think about this for a minute I'm sitting there going ee, ee, hold on guys give me a minute ee, you know and the whole group would just look at you and go mm. <laughs> yeah that's one way we can get it it's, there's a natural fear in men to not want to look weak and I think that's the thing is that we think you know opening ourselves up and exposing ourselves and not in the way some people might take that exposing ourselves to <laughs> Potential. Well, you are Scottish, you know. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely, it's, it's just one flap. Well, do you know? Do you know? Some, you said before, Steve. You yeah. said before about this thing about women being more social. Now, 
I think I think it's time to you know it's late. Nobody's listening to the podcast, so we're okay oh to God. say this. <laughs> you see what happens when you get a group of men together. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It is something on it. Now, I, 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 I've seen videos of women together. You know, I mean, they're, I mean, they put it to shame in terms of their wild side. You know. But men are very, very sociable when they're in a group with other men and very much sure. more relaxed, very much yes. more playful. You know, there's this sort of the towel whipping and the, the sort of the sort of camaraderie that goes on, this male I've, bonding that I've happens. I've got to come to your gym, Steve. <laughs> you, know, we, we, you know what we don't comment on each other's you know like oh steve's beard is look how scruffy that is no you no know, no that that's unacceptable that's not us. But, oh. but, yeah. but but there is this sort of uh, very strong male bonding that takes place that you said before you you highlighted before this sort of primitive um necessity that the group of hunters had to stick together they had to yeah. bond together and find the weak one who was going to be the bait mm-hmm. uh, the one who didn't conform to the group was going to be the one who was the bait not necessarily the weakest but you know the one who didn't conform with the group and men yeah men like to be part of the the group part of the team um you know part of that sort of um gang club mm-hmm. that's why the alpha male will dictate the rules the one leading but can also just interject for a second Steve Stephen I talk about the social aspect I'm not talking about the camaraderie I'm talking about the impact on a society level is that the men (laughs) I hate to admit it don't have that much of an impact on the society level primarily it was the the females who would have conducted and controlled the society to which the men were going to come back yeah, you could tell he's married, right? You could tell he's no, married. No, historically, historically um, Stephen is actually you know, more than correct because, I, and you see this even today, there is a, the, society is, is generally matriarchal um, and most of, most of the historical civilizations have been matriarchal, even if they have been, and the feminists are going to hate it, even if they have been run by men. The men are still... <sighs> You know, there is that saying, isn't there? And it's a true saying: behind every great man, there is mm-hmm. a Eve, better woman. And I, you know, the feminists, you are better than us. You just don't need to tell us all the time. Um, we we know. The more you tell us, the more we'll try and deny it. But it is absolutely the case that society, civilization, has been led. You know, it's a matriarchal thing. You look at the primitive cultures today in in South America and the Aboriginal cultures around the world in the far in sort of um, um, the Far East, and they are very much still matriarchal societies. Mm-hmm. The, the men were all I mean, we we were all off out. We got in the pub. Oh well, we're not off mm-hmm. hunting mammoth, but you know it's the same. Men live in sheds. You know, we congregate in sheds away from the women and we talk about steam engines and sort of, you know, that's the modern equivalent of hunting bear and moose and mammoth. You know, we, we, we pour over steam engines and comic books and uh, tinker with bits of rusty metal all day long. That's yeah. just the excuse to get out of the matriarchal society for five years. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think about it as well, I mean, within that more primitive society, when we take away all the layers of civilization, men are essentially powerless yes. because, when it comes to this because the women are the life bringers. They bring more life into the world. In order for a clan or a group or a village to thrive, 
that had to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and then realistically, and I, I, I hate to point this out, just go to any nightclub in any city and you will see 500 sad men standing about <laughs> looking at maybe one or two females who can have the pick of anyone they want and they're yep. all strutting about, going to the gym, getting buff, growing big beards, you know, shaving their legs, <laughs> doing whatever they can to impress, whatever they think, you know, buying a new pair of sneakers, whatever they think is going to impress. <laughs> It's and the peacock really, syndrome, isn't it? They're all peacocks. Peacock syndrome, yeah. All that's missing is just, you know, painting their bottoms red and burying them to the world. <laughs> it's the only thing that's missing. And But this behaviour still continues even within the groups, and particularly in the paranormal groups, because you'll get the one there who's just not going to be affected by anything. And as Steve said earlier, that man is absolutely quaking in his shoes. Mm-hmm. He just can't be allowed to let it show. Yeah. Okay. You also get, uh, we'll go back to the paranormal groups, one, one thing, another thing that we've noticed down the years is what we call the Messiah Syndrome, um, where you have a, uh, an individual, it's always a male, um, who runs the group, and he has... Like uh, he treats... I don't run the group. Um, it's a <laughs> matriarchal society, parasites, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> he, he, the group is run almost like uh, him and his harem, and he will go to extreme <laughs> measures to ensure that his status his, as, as the sort of the head of the clan, the head of the group, the, the, the stag, um, the stag the male. The alpha male. The mm. alpha male, the stag male, is maintained because he has the most... Uh, experiences he has the most bizarre and outrageous experiences uh, he will be the one who gets the best uh, responses on the on the, the the equipment he is the one who will confront the demons and do battle and we've seen that time and time and time again with groups where the this messiah figure um is almost is you know going out of his way to impress and to awe strike the rest of the group members who are predominantly female. Yeah, of course. But the truth is, he's not the messiah. No. He's just a very <laughs> dirty boy. <laughs> you know? Anyways, go back to you, Stephen. I know, we're, believe it or not, we're actually running out of time. We were going to talk about cemeteries, but that's not happening. Uh, so, <laughs> This is getting us into so much more trouble, Ron. This is so yeah. bad. Oh, God, yeah. Hopefully we can delete this whole podcast so it's never heard anywhere again. Uh, but anyway, Steve, Steve and Scott... Um, Holy crap! <laughs> They're taking you off the air, Ron. <laughs> I know it. Well, very quick question: Is that our female deal- producers of the <laughs> <laughs> So when you you deal with spirit, I, I, one thing I was going to ask you: When a male and a female spirit gives you messages, is there one that's clearer? Is is the female's message a long drawn out thing, in the male shot and terse, or vice versa? Or is there any difference at all? Only if they're using that as evidence to be recognised. When the spirit comes in, it is essentially sexless until it takes on the guise of the individual it wants to be recognised as. Yeah. It's simple. But, I mean, so you're dealing with a male spirit. Are there, do they give you, do they Only give you whatever? If, if it would help them to be recognised, i.e., I have your father here, he's not wanting to speak to me and he's not understanding what's going on, he would not have understood spiritualism and he, he's very aggressive towards me and mm-hmm. he's holding up a cross, he was, he was heavily religious, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> that, that happens. Mm-hmm. That does happen. But only be, that doesn't mean they're aggressive to me. It's only to be recognised so that it's extra evidence for the person as it's coming forward that okay. 
just to give them that little bit of evidence. But on whereas, the whole, where, yeah, whereas the female spirit, the, the, the entire evening is taken up before they've even got to the point of what they're yeah, going they're through. Yeah, describing everything, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we've got about one minute left. Uh, I want to thank both of you, Stevens, for I joining me tonight. And uh, <laughs> sorry I miss Anne. <clears throat> uh, but anyways, uh, Stephen Scott, you want to give out your contact information? Yeah, sure. If anybody wants to get in contact, stephenwkscott.com. And if and, anybody wants uh, to complain, it's Ronkolek at... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Stephen Passage, you want to give out your contact information? No. Because I, I, <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> I'm keeping a very low profile from now on. The following program has not expressed any views that are... That we of, just stuck to safe ground like word of the week. Anyways, the music is here, so we have to go, thank God. So... <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me and getting into trouble with me. <laughs> Till next time, uh, well, yeah. good night, God bless. Good night, God bless. <laughs>